We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to this very special edition of the DGD Podcast, as always brought to you by Juan Daniels and Robert Reynolds, the NCDGD himself. Juan, looks like uh, you're at a familiar place. You want to tell us where you are, my man? Yes, sir. I'm at Alumni Hall here in Athens, and uh, it's, it's actually pretty packed for a Monday, Monday afternoon. Uh, but if you have an opportunity, the I don't just what's all in this store i mean it is amazing any color anything that you want jordan get it you can see here i'm rocking my uh the black bulldogs you know for blackout the band. everything here is amazing you've got people all over the place and uh you know hey hey, we're here we're in god's country doing the lord's work is what i'm talking about yes That's doing the lord's now. work <laughs> so obviously the show is brought to you by our guys over at alumni hall right as you can tell, uh, as one is there. Listen, excellent apparel selection, apparel accessories, all that, right? Right in Athens, 10 minutes from campus. Go check them out. I'm telling you right now, it's the ultimate Bulldog shopping experience. Guaranteed. Juan's in there. I mean, I can tell you. I'm just, I'm just being honest with you. Um, but look, so the show has, goodness gracious, Juan, I don't know if you've seen this, as one changes. Holy Look at look at that! Look at all that Georgia gear. That's all I'm gonna say. That makes you want to say, "How about them dogs? The clocks? Ooh, not a Georgia Tech thing in sight. I like it." <laughs> there we go. Now that's nice right there. That's nice. One. So I don't know. You've been busy, my man. Um, but so has the show. I don't know if anybody else saw the tweets earlier, but. We are now a part of the SEC Unfiltered Podcast Network. Uh, brought to our friends over at uh, Chris Phillips. He's a oops, hashtag one, buy me a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Oh, oh man. <laughs> now, so so obviously, you know, we're, we're glad to be a part of the SEC Unfiltered Network now. Uh, so for those listening on podcasts, nothing really will change. Just the distribution of it uh, will change platforms per se so shouldn't impact those listening uh wherever you get your podcast 
Um, but glad to be a part of SEC Unfiltered. My guy Chris is uh, leading the charge there. and Definitely one of those things where I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think our show is going to grow. So uh, obviously we want to help each other out and make each other uh, get better. Uh, Juan, um, what a weekend, what a weekend, what a weekend. You know, listen, we, you know, it's going to be hard to do this. It's going to be hard to do this. But as you know, we have started the campaign, Make One Laugh Again. Okay. Uh, with today's news, I'm telling you right now, I don't know if it's going to happen too much. It's going to be a, you know, the, a tough one. Yeah. Oh, man. The brigade's going to try, though. Okay. The brigade will try. Juan, with that being said, I want to ask you this. We're going to go start off with the elephant in the room. Justice Haynes going to Bama. Complete shock to me. I think it was everybody else complete shock. When you heard the news, what went through your head? I'm definitely shocked. Uh, I, I know Veron, you know, his son decided to go somewhere different. You know, it was definitely shocking. Uh, the running back room at Georgia would have been a perfect place for for him to come into for Justice, you know, in, in, in 2023. And uh, so, but again, you know, sometimes they just make choices. Just like with the with the Arch Manning, it's not not over. It's it doesn't mean just because he made that commitment. So, uh, <laughs> already, I'm not even three minutes into the show. <laughs> I'm already cracking up. Patrick doesn't. <laughs> so yeah, it, 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 I'm, it's I'm not, trying to figure out what over. makes you laugh. Right. Yeah, so it, it, it's definitely not over that February signing date or even that early December signing date. So hopefully we'll still have an opportunity. Veron will have a chance to talk some sense with his, his son, maybe even ground him. If we're talking grounded, that is, oh boy, that's uh, dangerous. Now, obviously, yeah. <laughs> you know, listen, you know, I understand, right? Like legacy commits, you know, everybody wants to assume that they're penciled in where they're, you know, their parents played. And, and that's not always the case, right? And I think this is a prime example, uh, you know, but listen, it, it, there's no way to get around it. That first off, this news is just one of those things that's hard to swallow right now. I mean, you, when, when you look at the overall scheme of, you know, the recruiting for 23 cycle, losing out or missing out on Arch, missing out on Justice, missing out on Caleb Downs more than likely, right, the way it's seeming to be, that is, that is tough to swallow if you're a Georgia fan, especially coming off that natty, right? We, we always talk, um, you know, about recruiting and how the floodgates will open when, when natty, you know, when the, we won the natty, right? But right now it, it doesn't seem that way from, a, from an optics perspective, right? Um, but I'm telling you right now, if, if you're a Georgia fan, hope is not lost. All hope is not lost. I'm, I'm just going to leave that there, okay? Um, you know, I sat there, wrote a piece on the Patreon last night. You know, what's next after justice, right? I think you're going to get a guy in the 23 cycle, but there's a kid up here by the name of Jonathan Paler in the 24 cycle up here in Burlington. Kid, oh, my God. I, I don't even know how to explain it. The kid is bona fide. That's all I'm going to say. You know, he's not your six foot, six foot one type running back. Right? He's a smaller guy, but he's like five nine, five ten, I think it is. You know, but he puts weight on him. He's super athletic and can easily catch out of the backfield. Right. Look at what and I'm gonna take an example here. Look at what Alabama's done. Right. Back in the day, you used to have guys like Derrick Henry, the six four. I know he's an anomaly, but like 
used to see guys 230, 240, 220, right, running backs like that. Now you look at their projected starters, and what Jameer Gibbs is not even barely cracking 200, right, under six feet. Yeah, hope's not lost, uh, and I think Paylor could be a guy, right? I think that if Georgia pushes hard for it, you could see him go to Georgia, and I'd love that. I would absolutely love it, just being able to see what I've seen, you know, on TV here up in North Carolina. Like, I'm all for that. Um, so we'll go to the brigade for just a second. Um, Tennille just had Waffle House for the first time in a year. That's impressive. And <laughs> Patrick, you didn't miss Patrick. I don't know what what all did you miss. Um, he was gone for a minute. So, um, Patrick, there's a lot that happened in a minute. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. Yeah, our brigade's coming in hot and heavy already. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that there. Um, you know, but let's let's continue with the, with the justice situation, right? I think what made the situation even worse, Juan, was the fact that in the interview he said we were our, he was we were third for him, right? And I think because of the optics of that, right? Like I think because everybody had penciled him down as a Georgia guy, it, it hurt even worse, right? But at the same time, like you, like with legacy commits, doesn't always mean they're going to go to the same place, right? I, I think yeah. they want to do their own thing most of the time. So, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's a definite wake up call for Georgia in a sense that not anybody has a lock. Nobody's a lock. You still got to recruit them. Just don't sit there and pencil it in, right? Just don't do it because right. You'll get well. Burned, it, right? I mean, again, we talk about all is not, not lost. I, I think a a deterrent for when they're looking at Georgia is the fact that they rotate these backs so much. So you don't really have an opportunity. If you're at Alabama, you're going to be a feature. If you're Michigan, all, all these places, you're going to be the feature back. Is with Justice going to Buford, they have the same system where they rotate a lot of. You're not going to get the you know, outstanding, gaudy stats that you're normally used to. Two or three, there's going to be two, three, maybe four backs in the backfield that he's going to be rotating with. So, understand what that means the wear and tear on your body, the opportunity to go in there. Maybe he may change his mind about Georgia and may reconsider and then see the dynamics of the Buford are the same as that of, of Georgia. Yeah, I mean, and I think we're, you know, that kind of leads on to another portion of this. And, and the fact that Georgia can't, it seems to cannot pick a kid out of Buford is just alarming to me, right? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're well versed with Buford. So you know exactly what Buford brings to the table. And the fact that Georgia has seemed to have no luck in Buford, to me, is, it, it's, a, it's concerning. Um, more so yeah, than missing I mean, anyone you, in particular. That, you, you sit there and look at it. Um, so right, right now at Nebraska, you have, have Gabe Brandt, who were two of the biggest and best running, you know, two of the biggest and best running backs, Buford. And so the fact that they're not at a University of Georgia playing football and, uh, you know, Gabe Irvin, before he got hurt, was playing a lot as a freshman and going to have a two-headed monster. So don't be surprised if, if, if Nebraska actually comes comes back and makes a makes a big splash uh, you know from the years past that's interesting to news that's interesting news to me uh so we hear you know Tanil wishes that any of her daughters would come to Georgia um 
legacies matter. And also Black Adonis, obviously he's an, a Buford alum, uh, but he thinks that there's definitely been a drop off of Buford top athletes going to Georgia. Um, so I think he's, you know, reflecting the sentiment here, uh, the how we feel. And look, yeah, you may obviously missing out on justice, you know, not necessarily a, a purebred Buford guy, right, transferred in. But look at guys in the 24 cycle. One, we've talked about several of them at almost ad nauseum at times. You don't want those guys to go to Bama because when you talk about the likes of King Joseph, KJ Bolden, right, uh, Edric Hughes, mm-hmm. you don't want those guys to go. You really don't. You really don't. Right. And now, it's, it's funny you too because okay. if you if you look at it, um, you know Black Adonis, you know, and, and I, he was an unbelievable athlete at, at Buford. He actually plays a, a quarterback in a league, Minnesota. I think they're called the Freeze. But even the talent when he he was there, and then he would have been looked at to go to Georgia, and uh, the 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 what prepares you to go and play anywhere in the nation i mean that is just how rigorous the the speed and and conditioning and and everything and even from in from a, a academic standpoint uh you know from a, academics and then of course being a student you know you know buford prepares you for for all of that and the fact that they're choosing to go to last year jake pope and uh, isaiah bond that decided to go to alabama the, the starting center for the national championship last year that, you know, played, played at Bama. So there's obviously a disconnect. There's something that, that that's missing, but, but uh, Buford and the fact that, you know, Justice comes over, over to Buford and then chooses Bama, you know, something has got to in there and make a bigger presence when it actually comes to uh, Buford football. You know, I, I was thinking about this too, one right? You look at, you look at what we're seeing right now with the in-state right position rankings and things like this. If you look at the top ten, I think maybe one or two at most are committed to Georgia. That, and to me, that's not locking down the state. I, I heard about this, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Apparently, could this be could this be a doing of Georgia's own success when you look at guys like Keely Ringo and Brock Bowers getting them guys from out of state? Could this be hurting the in-state recruiting because you would just want a national title with out-of-state guys and not those in-state guys? Could that be – I hope that makes sense, but could that be something yeah. George is experiencing right now? I don't think so. Uh, I, I think if you grow up a Georgia fan and you are are diehard Georgia, you need to go. You want to stay in-state and you want to go to Georgia. So it just depends. I, I would love from the future – I would love to ask these, these guys that are being being recruits, you know, when they were younger, and they just, you know, started to pick up a football or a helmet. Who's your favorite school, and and, and why? And, and from there, and, and then if they decide they don't want to go to Georgia, if Georgia was their favorite. What was the difference? Coaching is it who's in front of you? But at the end of the day, it's going to be one of those things that if you're a dad, go to Georgia, and you're going to go play for for the University of Georgia. Yeah, see, I had heard that, and it made me wonder. So I felt like, you know, you playing in, at Georgia and, and all your Georgia ties, like I felt like it needed to be addressed just to see what your thoughts were. Um, you know, going back to the brigade here, uh, 633 says, legacy is important. It sucks, uh, but next man up. And, and listen, 
I, I think you still have to understand that you know you need to trust Kirby and company right now, right? Is it is it concerning that you see these guys, you know, not going to Georgia? Yes. Is it concerning that you're not necessarily locking down the state, if you will? Yes, a little bit. But like you said, we we're gonna end, we're gonna keep repeating this. Not all hope is lost, and you have to trust Kirby and company. Now, are you gonna land a top three class? We'll see, right? Um, you know, but I still think you're gonna be in contention for a top five class. Does that knock you down a peg? I don't know, but I'm telling you right now, 2024 is going to be the class where you have to lock down the state. You have to lock down Georgia as a state because there is just too much elite talent in the class of 24 that you cannot let teams like Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, you cannot let them come in and ramp and just ransack the state. You can't do it in 24. There's just too many good kids. There's just too many. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're too but I, I just um, I, I saw something on Twitter where it just talked about just the high school, tenure, not just in football, but all around. And so if you look at the, the uh, uh, baseball draft of guys that were in the top 15 and then one of them being Dylan Lesko from Buford. Yep. Uh, he used to play quarterback. He used to play defensive end for us uh, in, in, in high school. You look at the state of Georgia and look at the talent. Look at the, the Super Bowls. Look at the national teams where you're having a lot of success. A lot, a lot of these are Georgia high school kids, and so, so lock down and not let these let these players get, get out. So, you know, unfortunately, go we've let the Trevor Lawrence's get out of Georgia, and 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 and, and guys from other places are are sorry leaving Georgia and, and going to other places. And if we then just imagine what Kirby's going to be able to do. And, but just like, you know, Kirby, I think, you know, trust, you know, Kirby's doing uh, exactly what he needs to do. There were um, guys that he took from the portal. So that should be alarming to these other teams. cooking up. He's got something absolutely excellent uh, coming up, has, and, and they're just building and growing that talent to make another the run for a national championship without a doubt now obviously we're, we're about to get out of the doom and gloom folks i promise you but in the meantime one we're going to transition over to, to sec media days and things like this but first off i want to see what it, i want to hear what it's like right now so you're at alumni hall right now like tell me about the vibe in that place man like you know i'm sure we have a bunch of people here in georgia you know maybe you've been maybe you haven't you know from what the looks of thing, when you turn, you know, when you flip the camera around and stuff like that, it is it is just a massive uh, arrangement of Georgia gear, and that makes me excited. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's the thing with me, right? Looking at Alumni Hall, dude, I'm telling you right now, I cannot wait for this season. You know, listen, I got to get me a, I got to get me one of the block jerseys. Juan, you're familiar with the block jerseys. I need to get me a block jersey. So maybe it's something if I can get down to a Georgia game, I might have just have to hop in the store. Just might have to do it. Just have to do it. I'm telling you, you will not be sorry. I'm just saying, like, you, you just talk about the vibe. I mean, it's it's happening. And it's right just kind of in a little a shopping mall here. And it just kind of stands alone by thin here. There's so much gear here. There is just, I mean, it's just, just a, a, a Georgia dream, you know, and just 
look and get everything from again shirts and, and shorts and koozies drink you know um you know hats uh pencils pen whatever you want so like i said this is going to be your one-stop shop for everything that you need before after championship gear this is this is going to be the place Oh man, I'm a I'm a polo guy, so I, I love keeping an eye out for the new polos and stuff like that. I, listen, yeah. I just I just love to fill them, so you know how that goes. But um, but not nah, go listen if you're listening, if you're watching, uh, make sure to check out Alumni Hall uh, right there in the heart, of, or I would say right there in Athens. I should say I ain't gonna say the heart of Athens, but right there in Athens, like I said, ten minutes away from campus. Check them out. Also have an online store if you're not able to make it. In at to Athens or whatever the case may be, that is www.alumnihall.com. Give them a shout out, and you can also find them on the dgdpodcast.com. So www.dgdpodcast.com, and you can go and you can find Alumni Hall there as well if you're more versed with our website. So with that being said, we're going to take it to the <clears throat> take it to the brigade. Uh, Black Adonis asks, any chance NIL is impacting? these decisions. Yes. Yes. Uh, Tanil <clears throat> also said that teams like us aren't as guided by NIL. <clears throat> and I agree with that. I think Kirby's not going to be this, t- you know, he's not going to put Georgia in a situation with a bidding war. He just won't see it happen. He wants guys that want to come here and they win and get developed and go to the NFL. Not saying that they're not pushing out for NIL. But I'm just saying, I think you're you're not seeing as big as a push like you're seeing like Louisville or Miami or Texas or AM. You're not going to see Georgia do what those teams are doing. It's just not what Georgia's bread and butter is right now. It's just not right. And and, and you don't end up losing out because of that. Because you look at it, you know, Marquise Killebrew, who was a Georgia commit Texas A&M, and we know what that was about. That, that was NIL. You also look at LB. Be Overton, who was, and he was almost just kind of projected to be a Georgia player, and then you know he exits A and M. He actually uh, reclasses, graduates early, and then goes to goes to Texas. It, it's you know really, really one of those things that we just just gotta you know just kind of look at it. I, I think that uh, you know us we we do not buy into the NIL, and I think that's the right way to go. And I I would that Alabama is just kind of the same way that they don't necessarily necessarily buy in because you know he, he called out uh, Texas A&M for what they're doing with the with don't get me started with Jimbo now don't get me started <laughs> um, so we'll take our next question here uh, Michael B um, he thinks it's unfair to say oh that's NIL anytime Georgia loses a recruitment battle uh, personally he thinks that justice recruitment uh, NIL had no bearing on that decision. I, I, I agree with that. I think, you know, first off, before before we want to bash anybody, respect what Alabama just did because what they did is impressive. You just pulled a legacy kid out of state that was a foreseen Georgia player, and you just picked him right out of thin air, right? Now, what, what caused that? I, you know, it is what it is. But it's still impressive, so you have to give credit when credit is due. But Georgia has to rebound. You have to lick your wounds. You know, it's just another battle. Is it one that you shouldn't have missed? Yes, I agree that you should not have missed on this, but things happen. Still not going to say that it's on the level of missing Travis Hunter, though. 
but we're leaving that out of Tallahassee town. That's all I'm going to say. Um, you know, but listen, so with that being said, as, as Texas ATM, uh, the 633, so, listen, don't, don't talk much right now, but they're, I mean, they're 60th right now in recruiting with only five commits. I think they wasted that ATM money. I uh, have to wait for the reload, you know, the recharge, uh, so they can pull money out. Maybe, um, I don't, Oh God, Juan, Juan, you just, you just got a question that you might have to answer on this one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. I did get it. It was like a roll of stamps um, back in the day. So <laughs> that's, the, that's that's the best that, that I could get way back then. And, and um, uh, but as far as beating me uh, twenty four, that's just not going to happen. Um, I may be the best when it comes to whether it be PlayStation, you know, uh, um, what is it, Xbox, online, etch a sketch on paper, Dream, be, Dreamcast. Yeah, yeah, Dreamcast, whatever it is, I got, I'll Atari. always be the best, you know, when, in television. Tecmo Bowl, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, I'm, I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna bring it. No, I, I mean, listen, I'm sorry, but Juan Daniels would beat Bo Jackson in Tecmo Bowl. I'm just gonna leave that there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even, if, even if, if, even if you weren't playing at the time. That's true. Yeah, I can still. It's like Michael. I can still beat him. Juan Daniels, Juan Daniels, and in, in like it's like your Madden 04 Mike Vick almost. Yeah, Just do it all, do it all. <laughs> Hans Ward, uh. right? Hashtag Juan fan club, hashtag Juan knows. Like Bo, Juan, let's talk about those, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, don't get me started with that guy either. Uh, anyways, let's let's talk SEC media days, man. What, what are some expectations here, right? I think it's already underway, uh, day one. You have uh, Lane Kiffin. It's always fun to listen to. You've got Eli Drinkwitz and who else was it? Um, oh, Brian Kelly from LSU. Right, that's your day one coaches. You know, doing their SEC media days. What are you thinking? What's going to come out of this? I think um, there's already been talks that Texas and Oklahoma are going to be in the conference in 25. They're, that's when they're joining. Uh, so now we have that. You know, and that's Greg Sankey. That's from the words of Greg Sankey himself. So with that being said, now you can start looking for 2025 concepts of what's going to happen from a scheduling standpoint or whatever. Uh, I thought it would be all together, but I was wrong. Uh, what, are your, what are some takeaways? What are your some predictions? What, what are you looking forward to with SEC Media Days? I'm looking forward to, to Brian Kelly and just to see his assessment of what he found in LSU and what his expectations are are and how he's going to handle it i mean you name you're an independent and then you're just coming into the best conference and the and and then so what are you going to do recruiting wise what is going to be your spiel and and i would really love you know and he was spinning around doing the little video with the uh i can't even remember what we're going somewhere else i think he ended up going to like alabama or something like that but you know he he He's gonna rude awakening those those fans down there at LSU. They don't play games, you know. It's either win or, or or with you know with Orgeron, you go and win a national championship, and the next thing you know, like they're 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 it'll be a different experience for them. And then of course with Lane Kiffin, I'm just you know excited for Lane to be in the comments. Is he gonna say you know who's he gonna take jabs at? You know I I think I think a lot of it he'll probably IL deal and take some jabs at Texas. A&M like he normally does and of course you know he definitely see 
debacle, you know, uh, you know, where he ends up getting, was it hit by, by something? But, but uh, you know, I'm pretty sure people. It was, it was, the, it was the golf about, ball. It was a golf ball. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure people are going to, are, are going to ask him about that. Um, and then of course, um, he has coming back and then what, um, you know, what you have with LSU, uh, a pretty good uh, recruiting class that just came in. So I'll be interested to see and be able to make an impact with that, with this program. All right, Juan, I'm going to do a little gentleman's bet here. <clears throat> the brigade can help out here. You can place your bets as well. We'll come back for scientific research on this at later time. Over under how many times does Brian Kelly say family the number's one and a half. <laughs> I'm going to say I, I'm, I'll definitely take the over. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the under. I think he learned his lesson at the LSU basketball game. All right, Juan, I got a question for you. While we were talking about SEC media days, I just crossed my mind, and I needed to get this out. What are your thoughts on the gritty by Dabo Swinney? I understand the context, what he was doing, right, raising money for breast cancer awareness. Rate that, rate that gritty on a one to ten. What do you think? Uh, I would just give it an F. Uh, he doesn't even get a number. You know, you, you just you just get an F to the leave that. You know, I, I I'm you know getting up there. I'm almost fifty, and I, I really kind of you know I feel like I'm you know one of the cool kids still, but I'm not confident. I could see Juan doing the gritty. Uh, the, I'm just saying, I could see it happening. <laughs> I'd probably tear it ACL or something like, nah, <laughs> no, that ain't me. <laughs> uh, so Juan, we pose, I posed a question <clears throat> to our brigade. If you could ask an SEC coach, any SEC coach, one question, what would it be? I would, uh, I would pick Jimbo Fisher and it would be how, can you, how do you sleep at night? <laughs> you, I, took, you took my I really, I, I really would. You, you know, for him, um, just, just, you know, he, he he's the slimy used used car salesman. If you if you're a used car he, salesman, he's, he's Matilda's dad. dad. He's Matilda's dad. He, he you know, going back to Florida State with the uh, with the um, Jameis Winston and just him just being just slimy. I would just ask, how do you sleep at night? And then you come to Texas A and talked about, I think it was the last program. I don't know a single person or a single kid up and say, hey, I want to go to Texas A and M. I'm a big time Texas A and M fan. I, I just have all this, all these recruits. Nah, I don't think so. Sorry, sorry to Neil for putting years <clears throat> on it. That that was that was my bad. And yes, we did talk about the. Washington. See, uh, my, see, Juan, you took my fun away because I wanted to ask Jimbo, why are you always lying? <laughs> anyway, anyways, I'm going to switch it up anyway. I'm going to switch it up. I want to ask Mike Leach, what does push and pee mean? And see his response. <laughs> Think about that because <laughs> my man has come up with some of the craziest off the wall stories, right? We heard, well, he, he's a pirate. He hates candy corn. <clears throat> Fair assessments, by the way. I want to see if he's familiar with the culture. Could he do the could he do the gritty? Could he do does he understand what push and pee means? Like 
<laughs> these things I need to, I need to know if he's for the culture or not. Okay. I think he is. I think he would be in all seriousness. I, I seriously think he would be. Uh, he loves Bigfoot to know this. There you go. He's probably seen Bigfoot from Washington State. Let's be honest. Probably, um, yeah. You know, so I mean, I think there's another one right there too. Like, but if I if I'm gonna be serious though, if I'm gonna be serious, I would I would look at Billy Napier and ask him what is the hardest thing so far since he's become a Florida Gator. Because in my opinion, and, and I hate the Gators, you know this one, me and you both. He has probably got so much work put out on him just since he got here because of the the lack of management that Dan Mullen put out there. Right. Like you're having to change the culture, you're having to change staff, you're having to change minds to get people more invested to spend money, right? Look at all the recruiting staff they've got since he's been there. It is extremely difficult, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, to fix the mess that Mullen left. So I'm just saying, oh my God, why are you doing, why is the 63 DGD disrespecting Pittman like that? I love Sam Pittman. <laughs> my goodness. But I mean, that's fair. If you look, I mean, it, it, I, wow. I would also ask, I'd, I'd love to ask Brian Harson, how do you, you how from all the stuff that just took place last year. I mean, oh, yeah. it, it was a disaster. It was, it was an absolute disaster. Auburn still keeps him as, as the head coach. Like, how do you go, you know, go out and, on game day and continue to coach knowing all of that, that stuff is swirling? You know, are you going to be able to focus? I mean, you've lost coordinator after coordinator, position coach after because you're down there running a circus. One. Will Kirby do nothing but speak, coach speak, when he comes up for SEC Media Days? Will you see anything outside of traditional coach speak? Nope. You won't. Too much saving in him. He's got too much saving in him. He's saving over the years. Saving's evolved. Yeah. Saving's evolved. He's opened up a little. Yep. Close to the best. Um, They don't want to bulletin board material and and, and and that's just that over under despicable how many times jimbo uses that when he gets his when he gets brought up over under eight <laughs> how many times will you hear despicable being brought up by him I, i'm going to take the under on that one because my man ain't got my man ain't got room to talk my man ain't got room to talk that video came out oh no 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 Mm-mm-mm. that was bad that was that was no, that, you know you know my thoughts exactly on that because you were live with me when I talked about that. Yes. Yes, I, I do. I can't. I cannot. But because of your location, I am not. I'm obligated not to reiterate what I've said on that show. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm doing it for the people. <clears throat> yeah, for the people. Now. When we're not at Alumni Hall, it's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everything is. <laughs> no, so so Patrick thinks he's going six. Tanil thinks Kirby's going coach speak all day. Let's lock it down. Boom, coach speak all yeah. day. Yeah. Why do I feel why why do I feel like 
nobody will listen to Eli today. Well, uh, why would you? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. What about Clark Lee? I mean, let me ask you, you're, you're Clark Lee and you've just taken over Vanderbilt. It, it shouldn't even be like your media day should be just thank for splitting, you know, giving them a portion of the money that they win each and every day, each and every year. That's about it. And you should also be pleading the SEC. <laughs> That is, that that's what his should be. Should be more pleased than talking about the program. I have my reservations on Vanderbilt and why they're still in the SEC. <clears throat> Just leaving that there. It's going to bite my tongue, per se, because they are about as useless <clears throat> as anything I can muster up. I, I don't want to say it. I'm not trying to hurt people's feelings that might be in store today. They're, it's useless. Excuse me. Privacy clause. Yep. Yeah. Privacy clause. There you go. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, <laughs> now, in all seriousness, too, I think, you know, SEC Media Days is the unofficial start to the season, I would say, right? <clears throat> One, tell, take us back to your plan days with SEC Media Days. I don't think it was necessarily as televised and, you know, all the media hype and everything like that, or or was it? What, what was it? No, like? it was. I mean, it, it it wasn't. I mean, you just had an opportunity, a couple of players, and just kind of just talk about the season, talk about the expectations, and your season's going to look like, your hopes, you know, the go for SEC championships and and wanting to accomplish. And for us, you know, it was a, a little bit different time. We couldn't be our lives. So it was almost like all of our SEC media days was, can we beat Tennessee and Florida? Or an SEC championship, and, you know, and back when you know my freshman years when they actually had SEC championship that was uh, played at a played at a neutral site. Um, just you know, just kind of talking about your program injuries, you know, the previous year, which is just kind of making little digs at uh, other coaches for whatever reason. But it was it was as big as how it is right now. Yeah, see, my thoughts is because I know, like, with with players going to right, like, well, I think I. Nineteen forty-six. The Boomer Bowl. Is yeah, I'm gonna say. Yeah, where we we actually took trains to our games. So. You know, ironically, you said that one. There was a SEC. I think it was something on SEC Network. <laughs> Yesterday, talking about uh, basically history of uh, SEC football, pretty much. Yeah, they they did take trains. Did, hopefully, yeah. nobody put uh, no, hopefully nobody put pig grease on the tracks. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just gonna leave that there. I think I, I definitely think that uh, trains was the way to go back then. Surprised you yeah. didn't take a jeep yeah. or something, you know, or pan, you know, like Covered a Sherman them. tank or something. 
covered wagon. You know, we had the covered wagons. Like working trail. We you know Indians and stuff. Yeah, getting to the games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh the wagon wheel fell off. Oh, boy. Yep. Oh, yeah. Boy. So that would delay it for a couple days. Oh, boy. One, we're going to give a. Is anybody is is there anyone there that has any questions? Well, I, I wanted to, um, if I can get uh, Sarah. Sure. So when she comes back out, I definitely want her to, you know, to to plug the store, um, and just tell everybody a little um, when she gets an opportunity. I'm looking forward to seeing the store and hearing from her as well. I think, uh, obviously, want to thank you know her and thank the folks at Alumni Hall for letting us do this today. Um, so basically we get to use, you know, we get to use store property to, you know, have fun with it is all I'm going to say. Definitely have fun with it. Uh, as Juan comes back, there he is. Um, I'm assuming she's asking for a link. I'm putting it in link the chat. For the, store. the link is right there for anybody in the chat. Um, but the, you know, if you want to check out their website, it's www.alumnihall.com. Um, yeah, check them out. Definitely check them uh, out. If you don't mind, I just want you to just come and just talk about the story. This is an impromptu, so here, here comes. Impromptu up. plug. <laughs> impromptu <laughs> plug. Let's do this. Hi. Yeah. Um, hello, hello. Welcome hi. to the DGD podcast. <laughs> so tell us about Alumni Hall. Um, so it's really like a, um, um, it's, we have them all over, but we're the only one in Georgia. So we just sell, um, we have our deals for our t-shirts every day, the two for 20. Um, and then we just have our usual, the sideline all the time, our Nike, our new Nike golf and everything. Um, and we just sell men's, women's, kids, everything down to toddler and infant sizes we're usually always most of us are here almost every day but we're always ready to come in um so we just love to support the dogs and whenever not as much as we can if you support the dogs you're a friend of mine is all i'm gonna say uh as as, <laughs> as our chat also says it uh they love the shirt and sarah is elite um so there you go with that now you now there's some new stuff that's going to be coming out and i for one mm -hmm. am super excited about this and that's uh you know the, the coaches line right I, I loved it last year right absolutely loved it right i love the polos that come out uh, is there any time timeline when that's going to be available do you know so typically we, we don't have like a rain like a date rain comes into the store but we do know that nike is a little bit behind on shipping out everything because i know that this year we are going to be getting in some cool new jerseys especially since they won the national so we have a couple of different styles um so i think that those are probably going to be more september but we are starting to get in to get in more of like the newer polos for this year um, getting in a couple of sizes of the coaches but we will get those in probably like mid-august I'm absolutely excited for that. I'm just going to be honest with you. I am a definite polo guy, so yeah. it's coming time. It's coming. I can't wait. Um, let's say, hey, thank you for letting us uh, host the show in Alumni Hall. Thank you for coming for, in. For, for, 
So, like I said, make sure to go check out in store, right, in Athens, Alumni Hall, or online, www.alumnihall.com. Go tell Sarah what's up in the store. Just go tell her what's up and see what she does. Thank you all so much. Hey, thank you. The impromptu plug, Juan, she handled that very well. I was surprised. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was, I was surprised. Was like, hey, he didn't do something crazy. <laughs> Hey, the brigade is unpredictable. Okay. If if Roots was in here, oh boy. Yeah, I got I got to give a shout out to um, one of my boys, Kendall Gordon. Uh, Doc asked me to grab him some gear, so I'll make sure I get you. I'll get you something, Kendall. Listen. So if you're watching, if you're listening, and you do decide to go and get something from Alumni Hall, let them know that we sent you. Tell them you heard of you heard about alumni hall from us. That lets them know that hey, okay, these guys actually, yeah, have some pull. But no, but no. In all seriousness, just let let them know that you know we sent you. Um, you know, listen, check out the stuff. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Um, polos are comfortable, extremely comfortable. I got two Columbia polos. And I made the perfect decision on grabbing the right ones. I'm just going to leave that there. Very, very comfortable. There's Kendall with a thumbs up. <clears throat> Kendall with a thumbs up. Um, <clears throat> mention one. <clears throat> so don't mention my name because they'll increase the price. God, mighty inflation. You might, you might get. And, yeah. So I need to reach out to Sarah and see if she can get us a shirt printed that has hashtag Juan fan club on it and charge <laughs> 40 bucks because it's Juan. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm just going to leave it there. Juan, let's let's wrap the show up. All right. Let's let's tell some people about what's going on this week. Um, tomorrow, if you're listening on podcast and you get it Tuesday, Tuesday, um, I will be what basically doing a live show, trying to, uh, you know, in Greensboro, obviously for Jamal Jarrett's commitment. So obviously he's down to Georgia, Auburn, and UNC. Um, so we're going to get a live commitment from Jamal Jarrett tomorrow. So we'll be there live from uh, Jamison Stadium uh, in Greensboro there. And also we are starting Friday. Our enemy Intel series, guys, we're going to start off with South Carolina. This is in no particular order. We're just going to talk about our opponents. This does not include Sanford and Kent State, right? does not include those. So basically our content one up until the season starts will be covered with understanding our opponents. Listen, there's a lot of content last year that if you go back on, the folks that we brought on for the teams that we did do this with, they let us know. And perfectly example, obviously, Friday, we're going to be doing – we're starting off with South Carolina. My guy Chris Phillips told us about Josh Van. And with that, a few months later, Josh Van torches 400. And we're like, oh, damn, there you go. Let us know. So this stuff's important to understand what you're looking at. If you, if you get there and you're, you've got a friend that's, a, you know, that's on the opposing side, you can talk and argue with facts and reason. Okay. Simple as that. <laughs> Just saying. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Goat. Are we hearing goatflation? Oh boy. 
Full of the hashtags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This brigade is full of hashtags, and I'm not mad at all. Not mad at all. Yeah. One, listen, I'm a, we're going to wrap this thing up. <clears throat> we're going to get about our, we're going to go about our day. I need you to make sure you don't buy everything in the store. I'm going to buy, okay. I'm going to buy a lot of stuff because we're definitely going to, you know, black out the bins. So. And absolutely. So if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, black out the bins, you know, maybe this is your first time watching a show, but you know, listen, our friends over at the spike squad have asked to black out the bins and the DGD podcast is also willing to oblige and help the spike squad with their request. So if you're watching, if you're listening, black out the bins September 3rd <clears throat> or do it from home either way, as you can see, oh, sorry, as you, oh, goodness gracious, there you go. Wow. That was terrible. That was terrible. Juan's already wearing black. He's ready to go. I'm not. I'm, I'm such a terrible Georgia fan, so I'll, I'll do better. I'll do better for the people. Juan, with that being said, any parting words, any final words before we wrap up and get ready for our next episode starting to enemy intel? Um, I'm just going to say it's the biggest and best and also to Alumni Hall. Thank you so much for allowing us to to run your store, and uh, that's it. Wow. Uh, everything one touches is blessed, so the prices go up. Just a mighty touch. <laughs> Patrick's and, coming and, in. And, and thanks, Kendall. We're going to have to have you on the show. Uh, Kendall's another guy, kind of like Billy, though. We'll have to have him come on and uh, and do one of our shows with us. Yeah, no, that was, yeah. Always good times there. With that being said, Juan, go enjoy your alumni hub visit again. And we're going to wrap this thing up and we're going to go and enjoy the day. Listen, you might have a commit tomorrow. You just got to tune in here, 6.30 p.m. tomorrow, only on YouTube, by the way. Um, live commitment for Jamal Jarrett. See if he becomes a dog. Maybe he's a Tar Heel. You never know. Don't know. Don't trust some crystal balls for shit. Just going to leave that there. Sorry, that's one by one slip up. With that being said, <laughs> hashtag one fan club, go dogs. Have a great day. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, and follow where you get your podcast, the audio portion. Have a great day. Go dogs. <laughs>